Hello, everybody. Today, we are going to be demonstrating acrylic painting techniques for how to paint fur. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at ArtProf, critiques, tutorials, and professional development. Let's get started with some marker sketching so I can feel out where I want to put things. I want this to mostly be a portrait, so I'm just tracing with my hand about how big I would like the face to be. Although half of his face is his forehead. <laughs> They're pretty funny looking, aren't they? So placing the chin right now, pretty important. And you'll notice I am using this yellow marker because I discovered the hard way <laughs> that using a darker color when it comes to acrylic and marker together is a problem because something about the dye in the marker, it, it's very resistant to the acrylic. And so oftentimes I've been in situations where I tried to paint acrylic over the marker and the marker just would not go away. And so I'm stuck with a couple of these spots in some of these paintings where the marker is, is just visible. <laughs> so I'm trying to do some other colors so that that is not so much the case. I don't think I've ever done a primate portrait. Who here has drawn a monkey, a gorilla? Who's done that? Because we did do a live stream a long time ago where we sketched monkeys. But outside of that stream, I don't know that I've had another reason to draw a primate. They are hilarious, though. Oh, thank you so much for all the birthday wishes, everybody. I'm 47. <laughs> I'm closer to 50 <laughs> than I am to 40. And outside of all the aches and pains, older folks, tell, tell me if this is the case for you too. I love getting older. <laughs> I, I just find with every year, I care less and less about anything, <laughs> basically. <laughs> oh, there's so many things I used to just get so upset and frustrated and stressed about and I just don't care like I really don't care if you're younger I feel like when I was younger I would be like I don't care what other people think I'm like yes I did <laughs> I really cared what other people think and now I'm like just my whole attitude just screw it you don't like me that's your problem So we're going to start with the marker. I'm going to do a little bit of acrylic ink, but then the final stuff I do is going to be an acrylic. 
one thing I'm doing right now is I'm actually sketching lines to show the direction of the fur because that really, that's the key thing to painting fur is looking at the direction. Is it going up or down? Is it going horizontally like these strokes against the chest? Those are all pretty diagonal and then down by the stomach gets more diagonal too. And then on the shoulder, it falls down in this direction. And I'm not going to stay super faithful to the reference photo. I'm actually going to take out all the arms. I'm just going to make him a big blob of fur, <laughs> which I think will be a little bit more manageable. So let's get into some of the specifics up here of the eyes. He's got little beady eyes. They're just so funny. My husband and daughter, they've been watching on Amazon. There's this series called Orangutan Jungle School. It, it's so hilarious. So it's about this place in Indonesia where they rescue these orangutans and then they train them in order to be able to release them into the wild. I guess they're orangutans that have been illegally stolen or they're orangutans who have been kept in bad situations or ones who have been kept as pets. I guess it's illegal to have them as a pet. It's like, you can't help but just giggle your butt off when you're watching something like that. Okay, I'm going to start with the facial features because I feel like that's the center of all this fur. And so I'm going to see the face as this focal point. It'll be an anchor where things are tighter and more clear. Let's get, you know, you'd think I would start with the eyes, but I actually think it'll help me to do the nostrils first because they're in between the eyes and the mouth. I'm going to do really bold graphic shapes. He's got a funny looking nostril. Okay, and then... Let's get, I mean, his lip is so hilarious to me. Oh, I feel like with orangutans, it's like you almost can't go wrong because they're so funny looking. Like nobody's going to pick at their eye being a little funny looking. <laughs> okay. Big round beady eyes. This one needs to be a little higher. And I totally could do this with acrylic, but I'm going to keep some of those whites of the paper, maybe just as a landmark. Oh, he's so hilarious. <laughs> I love this monkey. I took these photos myself and this was at the monkey area which is at the Utah Zoo. 
And it's all the difference in the world when you get to shoot your own photos. Because the last monkey stream we did, which again was a really long time ago, I was just using photos that I had found online because I didn't have any orangutan photos. Actually, that was before we had the Flickr. We didn't have the reference photos at that point. But there's a monkey at the zoo. He was drinking his own pee. <laughs> he had this little water bottle and he peed into it and then he drank it. I was like, wow. And he seemed really pleased with himself. Like you could see the facial expression was just hilarious. And those are the types of stories you're not going to get that if you don't get to see it in person. And of course, I understand not everybody can do that necessarily, but it's like, if you can, do it. <laughs> it's so funny looking. Oh my God. You guys ever laugh at your own artwork? <laughs> oh, so instantly says my brother only draws monkeys. That's really funny. Okay, RB Dick has drawn one. Yeah, it looks like not a ton of people have. Aries says, I'm painting animals a lot, have trouble with the fur. I'm glad this is on. Fur is really hard. People underestimate that when they're drawing animals. I mean, with people, we don't have fur the way an orangutan does. I guess we have some fur somewhere. Oh, thanks, Kathy. Nice of you to spend your birthday with us. Well, you guys know I'm a workaholic. <laughs> Can't help it. Plus, got to stay consistent. <laughs> it's a lot of work to stay consistent. But one of the things I think is very important to our community is that you guys feel like you can rely on me. And that's what I try really, really hard to make happen. Yeah, it's my birthday. I'm 47. Thank you, 10,000 Crows and Amanda for the super stickers. I so much appreciate everybody's support. Oh, Jane has a long-term project painting realistic looking animals. Looking forward to any tips to make fur look better. Amanda says, I'd be more worried about drawing the wrinkly skin underneath the fur, but Clara is the queen of skin. Oh, that sounds weird. <laughs> love that, Amanda. <laughs> Actually, when I was in art school, I really liked painting drapery. I was pretty good at it. So some of the people in our senior studio, they called me the drapery queen because I loved painting drapery. I'm not trying to do all the details because eventually a lot of this is going to get covered up. But I'm trying to get enough that I feel confident about where things are. Oh, and actually, he has a lot of wrinkles to the left of his mouth. I didn't even see that at first. Huh. Yeah, like up here. 
I mean, you got to look close. This isn't something you're going to see immediately. But to train yourself to see these things. They, they oftentimes are not that obvious. So a lot of painting and drawing. I don't know what to look for. I mean, it's sort of similar to human anatomy. For sure, you were you can rely on your observational skills. I mean, you can see, oh, there's a bump here, there's a line here, but oh boy, it really, really helps to be able to look for something. Like you're like, oh, I, I know there's a muscle that looks like this. It's around here somewhere. I'm going to expect that I'm going to find it. And yeah, you don't always find it. But when you do, it's awesome. Oh, his ear is so tiny. Look at this little bitty ear. I can barely see it within all the fur. Okay, so broader question. Who here has painted animals? And if you have painted animals, which ones? Because there's a lot of correlations between all of these various animals and they all present very, very different challenges. Okay, now here, I'm just gonna touch a couple spots like this, I'm not trying to make it that dramatic, but just a few strokes. So I can say, okay, it was about going in that direction. So what I'm doing now, I'm not expecting these lines to actually show up. I'm just putting them here because I want a bit of a roadmap. Like I don't want to just dive in with nothing. He's got really hilarious fur up here. <laughs> so I'm trying to do this fur at a minimum. I'm going to do too much. Otherwise, I won't have space. I'm going to start doing the acrylic. Oh, and he's got these, this hilarious chest. He's got these muscles here, so I'm just gonna trace them a little bit. I guess this is his breast. Yeah, I, I do see, I see a little nipple in here. See this? <laughs> That's his nipple. It's very smushy. <laughs> I think this one's too high, whatever, I don't care. Because I do think with fur, it is very easy just to go bleh and scribble stuff in. But the thing is fur and hair in general, there's a lot more structure in there than you might think. Like, like there is a logic to how this fur works. And so you have to figure out, okay, what is that logic? Oh, weird. He's got some hairs that go up. They're sort of random. I'm going to touch the arm. Let's get his belly out a little bit more. 
Okay, that's a pretty good start. I'm gonna remind myself to take an in-progress shot. Some days I say to myself, oh, I don't need to do the work in progress. And then somebody asks me a question and I'm like, oh, if I had that work in progress, I'd be able to explain it better. So now I'm a little bit compulsive about it, but I hope it benefits all of you because then I can say, okay, that was worth it. Because now I can explain this thing better to people. A lot of people think that seeing the finished work is what you learn from, but I don't think it's easy to look at a finished work and have a good learning experience. And yeah, we want to see the finish, but it's in the works in progress, the messy stages. That's where the learning is. So tell me in the chat, do you guys feel like you learn more when you see a finished piece or when you see a work in progress? Which one is the one that for you talks about something that you can work and understand from. All right, there's this dark spot. This I'm gonna do more dramatically because I just need the chin to pop out a little bit better. I mean, the whole reason I use the marker, it's a control thing. I'm gonna control everything. <laughs> There's so few things in life you can control. So when I can control something, I'm like, I'm doing it. Okay, so that <clears throat> anchors him a little bit better because I felt like that was not clear enough. And actually, I think the breast too, I think here we need a little more emphasis. Because the thing that you have to remember is that to have the texture of the fur, you have to have form. And so oftentimes they are confused with each other. So this breast, that's a form. But if you look at the reference photo, there is fur going over the form. So it's like you have to learn to separate the two. But the thing is they interact with each other so much that sometimes it's hard to see the difference. And so that's what I'm doing now is I'm just establishing the form there with some really dramatic shadows. And actually here, I probably need it to just a little emphasis. Here's a little bit of a shadow up at the top and beneath the ear. I also want that to be more solid. Oh, and this spot here needs a little emphasis. So a lot of this might get covered up, but that's okay. This is all preliminary stuff. And then here too, let's get his shoulder. A little bit more solid. Oh, and the top of his head too. Okay, so this has to be
little bit of transition into the fur because I don't want that to look too separate. If it's too separate, it's not going to serve me so well. But yeah, you can really see the form over here on that side. It's pretty helpful. And maybe down here, okay, at the bottom here, I do want to emphasize the form some more. see what's happening in the chat. Kathy has done dogs, horses, and birds. And Jules has done horses, still learning to paint them better though. And, oh, this is great. <laughs> Ingrid says, last painting was a family of giraffes. Allison says, deer and antelope. Danes says, lots of four-legged animals, reptiles, sea creatures, floofy furs, the hardest for me. Dark to light, I feel like I need to do, will always freak me out. Well, a lot of this stuff is challenging. Yeah, I always feel like I'm having an existential breakdown whenever I work on artwork, and I've done some experience. Karasu says, cats, mythical creatures. Amanda says, doggy portraits, W315, fish. Aries, pigs, squishy. Birds and reptiles, fun. Dane says, first so hard for me because it feels like it follows opposite rules for all my other painting. I'd start dark and work to light to get the overall form and texture right. Well, you should try it the other way around because sometimes you'll find that switching it up, doing it the way you think won't work, might actually help you because you don't really know till you try it. And people are saying in the chat, Allison says, love looking at works in progress. Let's you see the artist's process, how they solve problems along the way. Yep, Jules agrees. Maria says, seeing pictures of different stages of the artwork, it's easier to observe the techniques. Well, because it's transparent. You can actually see what happened underneath, especially with painting. Things get covered up and you don't see what that initial process was. George says, work in progress. Seven Angelic, it's like seeing the blueprints, very helpful, but the finished also kind of shows how to nail the landing, so I like them together. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> you gotta see the finish, otherwise the work in progress is not very helpful. <laughs> Maria's asking, what type of markers are you using? I am using my fun, reliable, Tombow dual brush pens. These are water soluble, but I love these markers. They work really well with paint because if they're water soluble, they can really sink into the piece more. I mean, I love the alcohol-based ones as well, but these are my go-to markers. And by the way, everybody, if you're curious, the links to the art supplies that I'm using in this video they're in the YouTube video description below. So you can take a look at that. And if you're looking for the reference photo, that is also in the YouTube video description below. All right. I'm going to use acrylic inks. Oh, wait, you know something? 
Mm, I'm trying to figure out if I should do pink here. So the, hmm, I'm going to do a little bit of pink marker. Okay, that sounds good. But before I do that, I'm going to test out the pinks, see which one I want to use. Ugh, that's way too pink. I just find with markers, you have to test the markers in advance, even if you feel like you know what color they are. You, you really don't know until you draw with it. Okay, so I'm going to use this one for the lips, and I'll do a little bit of shading with this slightly darker marker. Because sometimes you try the marker, and it's like it's so not even close to what you thought it was going to be based on the cap. I mean, I don't expect the companies to be able to really control that necessarily, but it, it is something you have to be careful about. Yeah, so for me, this is just about solidifying things, feeling like I have something really concrete. This is the anchor, and then I can go wild with the fur. So that's one thing you guys can think about is, okay, what's your anchor point? For me, it's largely this mouth, a little bit the eyes, but most of this really is about having a couple tight spots so that you can go crazy. Because if you just go crazy, <laughs> you're not going to do so well. I'm trying to capture some of the pattern that's up there get to the darker one. So in here, I'm letting this blend a little bit more. That's the other thing about these markers is they, they just blend really, really well with each other. And you can layer strokes. So if you have the same color, but you draw over it more than once, you can get it more rich. Actually, <laughs> I think I'm going to try the pink. <laughs> it might be really funny. Let's just try it. So I'm going to add the pink. Actually, that didn't do very much. Maybe I have the wrong pink. Let's try it again. Okay, that's better. So I'm just layering this on top. And again, trying to follow strokes the mouth. Actually, let's do a little bit around the eyes because there's this whole patch of this like orangey color. And even this has a direction. So you can see the skin here the orange patch, it follows the wrinkles at the bottom. So even when you think you're just drawing in a patch of color, you're not. You're, you're also still following the strokes. Tell me in the chat, why do you guys think fur is so hard in a way that other stuff is not? Because sure, there's challenges to everything, but I think fur in particular is a really different beast than a lot of other things. Okay, so a little bit of orange here to back this up. 
And by the way, I am using printmaking paper, Reeves BFK. I tried it on the last stream and I was really surprised. It, it was a really good surface because the markers blend really well. And I think it's because it's a rag paper. And so it absorbs things a lot more. By the way, everybody, if you want to draw primates with me, you can register for our upcoming workshop, which is Drawing Gestural Portraits and Primates. That is on Saturday, June 17th. And that's going to be a really fun workshop because we're going to do <clears throat> human portraits with primates, which I think is hilarious. I was like, wow, we should have thought of that combination to begin with, because that's sort of brilliant, because they're similar, but they're also very different. Okay, I'm not going to keep this white background. I'm going to do some acrylic ink, because there's another photo in the Flickr collection that has this really, really bright green background. So I'm curious if that's going to work well, because I just, I don't like the white. It's not very good. Okay, and same thing. I'm going to take my sketchbook. And let's just see. Oh my gosh, that's like yellow. Ew, I don't like that. Let's see what this is. Okay, that's okay. It seems like I need to add a little bit of green to this. It's way too yellow. Jeez, I did not anticipate that. Okay, that's better. That's more the color that I'm looking for for that background. Okay. Here's where you can get really, really gestural. We're just going to blob <laughs> all of this on top. And you know, so because it's a live stream, I don't have to be nervous. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> because, oh gosh, when you know an artwork is going somewhere, like you're going to sell it, you're going to show it, it changes your mindset so much. <clears throat> I was working yesterday on revamping our Etsy shop because I'm going to put the Moulin Rouge artwork in there, have prints and stuff like that. I haven't touched my Etsy shop for over two years. <laughs> and so I'm like writing all the listings and everything and I'm taking photos and I realize as I'm taking photos, I had this one painting where I forgot to paint over some of the lines that were left over. I was like, oh my God. I have to go back. I have to paint the spot I forgot about. I have to retake the photos. I mean, it's just like endless tweaking. It's absurd. I'm going to keep this pretty thin. And I don't want it too dark. Because if it gets too dark, I won't be able to paint the fur on top. And so right now what I'm doing is I'm just adding straight water to this. It dries pretty fast though. 
So if I want to add the water to add the bleeds, I have to work pretty fast. And so I'm putting it a little bit over him. So that way I can paint the fur over this green background. So it's, it's coming in a little bit like that. Get a little variation back here. Ooh, that was a fun bleed. Cool. I like that. Oh, and of course I forgot my rags. All I have here is this like t-shirt. <laughs> Let's just try that. Okay, so that's really fun. Do a little bit more bleed up there. Just let that wander. So that gives that background a little more variation. I feel like this bleed needs to be bigger. Oh, I just, I need way more. You know what I'm going to do? Because <laughs> I'm impatient. I'm just going to drop some green in there. Put it on here at the bottom. Just drop it. Okay. So that's, that's a lot of ink. But it's really helping me because it's getting that stuff to spread more. Oh, that's fun. I don't usually get to do stuff like that. Cool. Sorry, I know you guys can't really see because of the glare, but now you can see the value range a little bit better. More water. So this is not coming out of nowhere. Like I said, there's another photo on the Flickr that has the green. All right, before I move into the body, let's get another reference photo. And then I'll take a look at what's happening in the chat. Oh, that glare is really bad. I don't think there's anything I can do about that though. <clears throat> so Kathy says trying to reproduce the tiny fine lines can be a trap versus creating an overall impression. Some angelic says texture of a million tiny lines, but also larger clumps. So it's easier for me for my eye to get lost in the detail and lose focus. My biggest tip with fur, don't even tell yourself that there are individual hairs because that's when your mindset changes into oh, a million little furs, which we know that's what it is. But I think the bigger thing is to group the hair, to say, okay, there's a chunk of hair and it's going this way. So you say, here's a group, that's a group, that's a group. Because thinking about it in terms of little hairs, we all do that. You have to put that out of your head. Harold says all the different directions it goes in makes it hard to capture its essence without it looking flat. Yeah, absolutely. Dana says if you put in the incorrect brush strokes, it just starts to look fake. I'm not sure. 
Well, one thing I try to remind people of is no correct way to do anything in visual art. The only one where there is a right or wrong is linear perspective. The other stuff, there's no correct way to do it. And so I think oftentimes we have these almost realistic goals and well, this is the right way to paint this and oh, I didn't do it correctly. And so sometimes, again, it's a mindset thing. If you just take that out of your head and say, well, there is no right or wrong. It just is, am I getting something that fulfills my intent? That's the way I like to think about it is, okay, well, this is what I want. And keep that pretty loose because sometimes what I want isn't always the best thing. Like I go into it thinking, oh, I want this to happen. Actually, more maybe it's more that it doesn't happen and then I have to figure out something else. <laughs> Dana says, I heard value is more important than brushstrokes. Is this true? I don't think so. It, it can be more important. It depends on the image. I mean, if you have an image that's very limited in value, then value is not that important. To me, if I had to pick one, when it comes to fur, it's absolutely the brushwork. Value helps, it's very important, but brushwork to me is where the meat is when it comes to doing fur. C. Cantrell says, I have a really hard time with any markers, not sure what it is. It could be just a matter of practice. I mean, when I started with markers, they were so foreign to me, like it never even occurred to me to use them like that. And I was so surprised when Lauren suggested, I was like, whoa, this is really cool. I mean, I guess for me, what shifted is she explained that the whole thing about markers is for her, it was a quicker way to achieve something that was closer to acrylic painting without actually using acrylic painting. And it's not the same as say, colored pencils, which take a long time to build up color with the marker, it's fast. And so for me, it's been very helpful when I've been sketching on site, I just don't have the luxury of time. Yeah, this is a good point that Jane is bringing up. They aren't light fast, so I'm careful with finished work that will be hung up. You know something? I'm really annoyed with Copic markers that they don't talk about that ever. I mean, probably because if we knew that they weren't light fast and they publicized it, maybe people wouldn't buy it so much. But I know Lauren has had Copic marker drawings hung up on the wall in a room that had some sun and she said they faded so much. And so you have to be careful about that and consider it. I mean, a lot of my marker stuff, especially this particular technique, the marker gets covered up quite a bit. But yeah, I have a lot of drawings that are marker that are not gonna last for a thousand years. <laughs> oh dear, where are we gonna be? Where, where do you think we will be artistically in a thousand years? <laughs> what do you think we're gonna be doing? Maybe the robots will have taken over. I mean, they already sort of are. <laughs> Thank you for the super sticker, Wandering Cappy. Thank you all for the support. I, I've been really bumming lately because our YouTube views took a total dive. And some of you were so helpful helping me figure out what that was. Because if anything, I just, ugh, it's just a bummer, right? You don't want to feel like it's a bummer all the time. So a lot of people said, oh, it's seasonal. 
maze exams for a lot of students. The weather's nicer, which is good, but I just always have this thing at the back of my mind. It's sort of like when I was in academia, I always taught every class like it was my last class. Like I'd always think, oh, this is the last class I'm ever going to be hired for. And sure, that didn't happen. But when the foundation studies department dumped me after teaching there for nine years, I really was terrified. I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Where do I go? I mean, I went to the other departments. I was able to get work, scrape it up there. But I always had this paranoia at the back of my head of, oh my gosh, I'm never gonna get this again. And so it's sort of the same thing with YouTube. I'm like, oh man, we had a good surge, but it's never gonna happen again. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> it's just doomsday talk. Please tell me I'm not the only one <laughs> who thinks everything is Ragnarok. <laughs> all right, let's get into the fur. I think I'm gonna do a very light wash with the acrylic inks. So I'll do like patches of orange. Actually, the head is very purple. It's almost like a gray tone. But let's do the orange. Ugh! Don't. Come on, what are you doing now? No. What happened there? Oh, that's better. Okay, there we go. Okay, let's mix up an orange color. What the heck? Come on. Is that? Okay, that's better. Just do a little touch of red. I'm not going to lay out my palette like I normally do. If I'm doing a full out painting or something like that, I usually have all my colors laid out, but this is not that complicated. And also I'm not going to spend tons of time on it. Now, the thing to remember about yellow, yellow is inherently a very transparent color, which means it's a very weak color. Red is very strong. Usually it is. I've yet to meet a red that was really weak. So when I add the red, I add it in very small increments. You can see that was such a tiny bit of red and it's like it turned it orange within a second. So sometimes when people say to themselves, oh, I want to mix orange, your first impulse is to say, okay, half red, half yellow. But it's actually not like that because of the strength of the color. And so oftentimes it's more like 90% yellow and 10% red. And so you have to consider the strength of the color because some colors are just really strong and others are very, very weak. So you can see that's the case here. Okay. I put my palette. No space. I should see the setup. It's so ridiculous. Ugh, everything's in the way. Come on. Come on. Okay. So I'm going to wash this down a lot. I'm going to do a very, very thin layer first because I, I just want to test the color a little bit. Actually, I should not do that on the painting. I, I should do it here. 
Oh, wow, that's way too yellow. Okay, let's do that again. I'm going to mix up more red. So that's the other thing, too, is sometimes you mix a color and you're like, oh, yeah, that's the color. And then you put it down and it's like it's not what it looks like on the palette. So that's another reason that it's very important to have that test sheet. So for me, th this looks too red, but based on the last one, I think it might be okay, actually. Let's see. Let's see if that's closer. Oh, that's better. I think I just, I'm gonna wash it down a lot, put a lot of water into this because I don't want it to be thick. I want it to be nice and thin because it's a preliminary layer. So let's get it on some of the key areas, I think, up here. Um, on this side. Sort of bald in that upper area. Jeez, his head is like purple. And again, I'm just doing the wash, but does everybody see I'm already following the strokes? And so it's, it's sort of getting yourself into the mindset of looking for those directions that things are going in. Because already this goes up and down, and so that's the way my strokes are going. So even at that preliminary stage, you're already thinking about fur. So that, that's, I think, for some people, that's the big mistake is they think, oh, I'll just color it in. But no, you should already be in the mindset that, yes, I'm going to be adding all this fur. And so you, you're building that direction. And up here, I know it's not orange, but I just want to fill it in. It's more gray here. Oh, oh my God. Crap. What, what happened? <laughs> Shoot. No, no, no. No. <laughs> I did not mean for that to happen. Shoot. No, 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 no. Okay. Oh, God. That was stressful. Oh, that's so fun. He's starting to come together. Time for a work in progress photo. I'm so proud of myself that I'm remembering. Cool. Oh, this is so fun, you guys. <laughs> Yesterday, like I said, I was working on What's this color. Yesterday, I was working on setting up my shop and learning how to do prints and stuff like that. And the mindset, you're like, a little here, a little there. Make it perfect because you're trying to do something in a finished state. And so, like, today is, like, such a good antidote <clears throat> because I can just say, whatever. It's just oh, so refreshing. Who here feels that way? Who here, when you're trying to finish something, it gets stressful? Okay, 
let's try this. Can't put my palette on my painting anymore. I did that last time and that was a mistake. I'm going to mix up a really dark brown. So I mixed, what was that? Violet Mars. Oh yeah, it's really purple. It looks really brown. Oh wow, that is like super purple. That That is not what I wanted. Crap. Although, I don't know, maybe that's okay. Maybe it's a value thing. Might be. It's a little bit dull. Hmm. Should I add blue? Oh, you know, what? I'm going to add red. That would be better. It just feels sort of dull. So let's try that. Because I do want it just a little bit more vibrant. Okay, let's try that. And I can always thicken the paint to make it darker. Oh, that's better. Okay, I feel like that matches the orange that's in the orangutan better. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, but let's test it out because we don't really know until we put it on some paper. Okay. You'll notice also right now I'm using a Sumi brush because I'm doing washes. Like I wouldn't want to do washes with say a stiff bristle brush. I might use these later for the fur, but for now I'm sticking with the Sumi brush because it's so soft. Okay, let's just see how this looks as a wash. Oh geez, that is like really, really purple. Is that good? Maybe if I do it a little bit darker. It's really purple. Hmm. I'm gonna add a little more blue. Some ultramarine blue. Although, I don't know, that might make it more purple. <laughs> Who knows? All right, more palette knife action. I'm trying not to get too picky, but of course I'm being picky. <laughs> you know when you sit down, you're like, I'm not going to do this, and then you do it. Okay, let's see if that is better as a wash. I, mean, I shouldn't be picky. This is just the under painting. All right, let's just do it. <laughs> okay, again, washes just to block in the value. That, that's what I'm really looking at right now is the value. Okay, let's get my reference photo. But before I do that, before I launch into the brown, let's see what people are saying in the chat. Oh, the palette that I'm using, Jules, this is a glass palette. And I was in the store in Toronto last week and they were selling glass palettes. I was like, are you serious? Just make it, it's so much cheaper. So if you wanna know how to make a glass palette, just type art prof glass palette into YouTube and you'll find we have a short tutorial on how to do it. I mean, this is not my preferred size. I'd rather have a gigantic palette but I can't really do that because I'm at home and I don't have a lot of studio space. Okay. 
Oh, Seven Angelic says, summer's dead at our art store. People just want to be outside. And yes, it feels like Rhino Rock. <laughs> oh my gosh, that Toronto art store. Something about their layout. I mean, I think it's because it's a fairly small space, but they packed it. It's like wall to ceiling to floor art supplies. It's almost like you're, you're just like encased in art supplies. And there was probably at least two walls of pastels, like individual sticks. So they're like right there. See, if the pastels are in a box and I can't touch them, it's less exciting. <laughs> so when you can touch them, it's like, oh, I need these. I really do. Like they had this whole sketchbook area. I was like, you don't need one, Clara. You have like three that are in process. <laughs> I can't believe I got out of there. It's just so fun. Yeah, I agree, Jane. The glass palette is so much better. And the reason why, of course, no, oh, here it is. So I'll show you guys why it's so good. So what you can do is you use a window scraper like this. And so if you want to scrape something, like if I want to get rid of this, look at that. It's like so clean and nice. Sorry. Like you have this really nice clean surface. Like the palettes that have plastic, they're terrible. Like you can't get back to that super nice clean surface. I mean, once I use the glass palettes, like why would I want to use anything else? Especially those disposable ones. First of all, it's wasteful. Second of all, the surface is not very rigid. I like having a nice, solid, rigid surface to paint on top of. Oh, good. It's not just me, Pim. <laughs> Struggle with stress finishing a project, so I feel you 100%. It just changes your mindset. Like, I'm working on that Moulin Rouge commission, and it's like the whole time in my head, I'm like, it has to be amazing, <laughs> which basically is the kiss of death. I should not be thinking about it that way. I can't help it. It's really hard. <laughs> Well, if I, I give you guys all this advice and then I can't do it myself. <laughs> it's a lot easier to give advice than it is to take it. Like I'll tell people, oh, don't worry about the finish. You have to be in the process. And then I'm like not doing it. <laughs> it's really hypocritical. <laughs> okay, light, light washes. Again, just a value thing. I, I'm not trying to do much more than that. I think that's a little bit too light. Oh, that feels really good. I like this. Fun. He's got a big head. I feel like I lost part of his head up here. I mean, the other thing is, I, I don't think Sumi brushes are great for thick acrylic paint, but I'm keeping it very, very thin. So it's okay. Plus, you just got to be on top of cleaning your brushes. That's very important. And you'll notice I am trying to really show my strokes here. So here's the fur coming down at the bottom. Oh, I love this orangutan. He's so cute. <laughs> and I'm going to build up the washes. So you can see right now, these washes, they're, they're not that dark, but it's because I need it light. So that way I can go in and just map out the value. And then I'll add darker value. 
So in the beginning, you don't want to be too dramatic about that. Okay, and then down here, I'm going to fill. Because the Sumi brush has just a beautiful texture to it. Do you guys see the strokes? They're, they're so fun. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want green. No, 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 no. Bad, bad, bad. Shoot, shoot. Okay, it's just... Oh, crap. Okay, that's better. Is it? I hope. <laughs> okay, because I, I do need to get, like, right up to the edge of that. Okay, I'm kicking a wash here. Oh, shoot, that is wet. Why don't I have my rags? I'm so stupid. I left them downstairs. Okay. Get back to his head. Right now, especially around the face. Pop that up. <laughs> he looks so funny. <laughs> this is really hilarious, you guys. Sometimes you just got to have fun, you know? <laughs> I like being serious. I really do. But it's just really fun to just do whatever. All right. Let's build up some of the value. Now, sorry, there's a lot of glare that's on here. Oh, too wet, too much water. You have to really manage how much water is in your brush. Like that stroke that I just did up here had way too much water. Because basically the more water that's in your brush, the harder it's gonna to be to control. Okay, we need more value over here. Could I extend his head got a little bit too thin. <laughs> He's like a big mound, big mound of monkey. Love it. more value here. Like here it's pretty dark. So let's really blot in something that's more significant. Give him a little more form. This side too, I really need that emphasized better. Oh, and under here, this has to be really dark. Okay, goodbye marker strokes. <laughs> that happens a lot. You put down things and you're like, oh yeah, that's it. But actually, no. A lot of it gets covered up, which I think for a lot of people, that should be almost a comfort because then you feel like you can mess up a lot. 
but it's like, okay. I think this is still too light at the bottom. Let's get it going with value, like really value. We'll probably go even darker. There's more shoulder up there. I guess the sides here also need more value. Oh yeah, that this spot to the right, this should be like really dark. Make that really pop. A little mound of monkey. <laughs> really funny. I love this guy. Okay. Let's see what people are saying in the chat. Yes, it's an already tank. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm getting huge King Lewis from Jungle Book vibes from this guy, says Seven Angelic. And they also say, looks like he has some paint smeared on its face like they were painting too. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is when you're painting a primate, people don't bother you about things. I mean, every single time I've done a portrait stream, there's inevitably always a comment that sounds like this. You made the eye too high. The nose should be rounder. The ear's too low. And you need to move the eyelash over here. And I'm like, really? That's not the point. If you want something accurate, take a photo. It's a lot faster. Icoden, sorry, I don't know how to say your name. I only tried working on a commission once, but it's like a whole different world compared to just working for fun. Who here has done art for pay? Whether it was a commission or whether you're preparing work to sell online, tell me what that experience was like. Because I give people advice all the time about how to make prints and selling stuff like that. But actually I, I had never made prints before. And when I sat down to format all the files and everything to make that happen, I was like, oh my God, my artwork is not the right aspect ratio. So the aspect ratio is like, okay, is this a square or is it a rectangle? Oh my God, nothing fit. And so I ended up having to move things around. Like yesterday, <laughs> my signature was too low. It didn't fit the aspect ratio. So I had to like circle it out in Photoshop and move it up. And then the left-hand side, there wasn't enough space. It was too close to the edge. I was like, oh my God, what is this? And so my lesson for next time is that I am going to make sure that I keep to the same aspect ratio. Oh, shoot. This. Oh, crap. Hang on a second, everybody. I think my camera disconnected. Okay, give me a minute. I'll be back, hopefully extremely soon. Go get a cup of coffee. <laughs> That's what I need to do. Oh, this is so stupid. What the heck? Oh, I 
think I have to add it again. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. Who's hotter, Benedict Cumberbatch or Hugh Jackman? Aaron Tveit is not in there as an option <laughs> because I can't talk about him right now. <laughs> it's just uh. <laughs> On. Why is that not working? Sorry, everybody. Look at this back. I think I knocked it or something. Ah, better. Okay, just give me a minute. Oh, I need to move this. Sorry. I promise I'll be back very, very soon. Actually, I watched that Hugh Jackman movie, The Sun. I don't know if anybody saw it. It's on Netflix right now. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, it's a really serious movie. And I, I, that was just really hard for me because he's, <laughs> hang on a sec. Because he, he looks so good in that movie, but it's like they're talking about death and mental health. I can't do this. I can't like thrill over him if he's doing this very serious movie. <laughs> Don't tell me that, Amanda. Every time he comes up, you have to remind me. Oh my God, you guys. Did you see on my Instagram story, Ari Shapiro was the speaker at RISD graduation. If you don't know who Ari Shapiro is, he's an NPR host. He hosts All Things Considered, and I love him, you guys. He's like, so witty and funny but like serious and kind i'm like so obsessed with him oh my god i'm like the universe hates me risty's trying to get revenge okay and so not only that so ari shapiro spoke at risty graduation yesterday cat got to meet him i'm like this is not fair this is not okay and so you know what he said to her? Of course, it's so charming and witty. He's so cool. He's like, she told him about me. <laughs> My friend has a big crush on you. You know what he says? He says, do you want to take a picture together to make her jealous? I was like, no. <laughs> so if you look at my Instagram story, there's this like really cute picture of Ari Shapiro with Kat Wong. I'm like, no, this is so evil. <laughs> Why can't I have celebrity interaction? <laughs> See, Jane understands me. There's a great joke in Night at the Museum where Hugh Jackman plays himself and pretends to become Wolverine. <laughs> Crispy says, I'm gay, so I'll just sit this one out. Okay, fine. We'll give you an excuse there. Oh, see, 10,000 crows, you understand me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. I love a man who can sing too, which is why I love Aaron Tate so much. See, Benedict doesn't sing, so I sort of feel like, eh, he doesn't have that extra thing. 
but he does have a British accent. <laughs> Six degrees of separation. I know. Well, actually, <laughs> it's funny that I do have sort of art world celebrity. Actually, in some cases, just two degrees of separation, which is really cool. I'm like, there's got to be a way I can form some network. Oh, you know what? I am two degrees of separate. Okay. <laughs> no, it's three. So Sarah Z, who has this wonderful show at the Guggenheim in New York City, you should go if you're in New York City. She had a studio visit with Hugh Jackman's wife. I saw the video. And so here's the thing. Sarah Z is connected to Andrew Raftery, who's my RISD professor. And so, okay, so me to Andrew, to Sarah Z, to Hugh Jackman's wife, to Hugh Jackman. What was that, four degrees? Yeah, I, I can work it, right? Yeah, but I don't want a handshake. I want a picture. <laughs> you know, like they have all those videos of like the people at Moulin Rouge and Aaron Tibet comes out and signs playbills. I'm like, I don't want my playbill sign. I want a freaking picture. <laughs> like, I need proof <laughs> that I was there. I know, but he's such a, yeah, he's such a good actor and he's been in so many roles that really, I think, take a lot of range. I mean, I, I think the obvious one is the imitation game, but I don't know if anybody saw The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne, but that was such a weird, quirky character that he played. He had this gigantic family that was putting pressure on him. He has this wonderful wife who passed away. And I feel like that was a really interesting acting gig. It was a smaller, low profile movie, but it's, it's also, it's about Louis Wing, who was the cat artist. So you should watch it anyway, because it's one of the few artist movies that didn't annoy me to death. <laughs> All right, we need another in progress photo. I'm having so much fun with all of you. Art is so much more fun when you're with people. Right? Tell me in the chat who here likes to have a studio companion, even if it's not in real life. Here on the live stream or, or maybe you're chatting with friends or something like that. I mean, in real life is the best thing if you can do it. But for me, it's like it, I don't know, it keeps me accountable because I can't, just flake. I can't be like, oh, I don't like this. I'm leaving because I know on the live stream, I have to provide something. <laughs> Amanda says, what's your least favorite, favorite art movie? I hate to say this, but almost all of them are annoying to me because <laughs> they always have this ridiculous portrayal that is so off. Try to think of the one. Oh, oh no, no. The worst one was the one with Colin Firth and Scarlett Johansson, Girl with a Pearl Earring. Oh my God, I just wanted to barf. First of all, it was boring. It was like watching paint peel. But the whole, oh, that was really annoying. I did really like the Louis Wayne movie. I mean, that was a really cool movie because it did talk about his process, but it also talked to him, uh, showed him as like a person, which I think is very important. Like so often it's just like, I'm a tortured soul. I'm suffering and it just perpetuates so many annoying artist stereotypes, which pisses me off. Yes, 
He's a wonderful, warm person, says KP. Not to mention hot and can sing and dance. He's really good at dancing. And the Australian accent, yes, yes. I love it. I love his Instagram, you guys. <laughs> okay. We're going to do it now. We're going to... Let's switch to acrylic. Oh my gosh, that nostril. Oh my God, that's like out of control. I guess I can fix it with acrylic. Okay, my way to do this, I'm gonna do the darkest value first. So let's hope this blue cooperates. Let's get it in here. Because I think this had too much purple, so maybe the blue will be a better choice. Or maybe I should try Lizard and Crimson. Ugh, that got really dull. I need a lot of paint, actually, because I'm going to do thick paint with dry brushing. That's, for me, the key to painting fur. Yeah, that's not good. Let me get the Alizarin Crimson. Where is it? Oh, okay. Alizarin Crimson. Love this color. This color, I feel like Alizarin Crimson never doesn't work. It's just such a good color. Okay, let's try that. See if we can just... Well, because what I'm thinking is if I use a dark red, that is going to work well against the green background, complementary colors. Or maybe I'll just use straight lizard crimson. Okay, let's try it. See what that looks like. Okay. Oh, it's still pretty dull. Let me try straight lizard crimson. And that might be better. I mean, I have to really get it thick. But let's give it a shot. Let's try Lizard Crimson. Is that enough? Let me layer it up. Maybe if I use it real thick. I need something. I just want more pop. It, it just doesn't feel saturated enough. Although maybe I'm just being stupid. Let, let me try straight ultramarine. Maybe that will work. Because maybe if I use straight ultramarine, it'll be more vibrant. Because I think those colors is just too... Ugh. Oh, that's terrible. Wow, that's way too blue. Let, let me try another blue because that was um, the Sennelier. This is Charvin. Let's see if this one's any better. Oh my God, that one's worse. Oh, which one do I do? You know, I'm going to do blue because I, I think, let, let me just test it a little bit. Let's see what happens. Ugh, I don't like that. Let's try the alizarin on top because... Maybe I'll get to see better how that works. Ugh, but the Elizabeth Crimson, it's like it just, it just fades in. I don't like that. Let's try the, the one I mixed earlier. Let's see. That's okay. Okay, let's just do that. Okay, let's try, okay, Darkest Darks. 
And I hope this is dry enough. Yes, it is. Okay, so we're going to go in. And dark as darks. Okay, so, so here's the... Okay, <laughs> we're going to do really dramatic strokes. And I'm going to switch to the bristle brush. Let's see. Uh, I like to sometimes just do this with the brush and see what happens. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think this brush will be okay. Although maybe we just go with this really big one. Let's do it. Let's try. I mean, worst case scenario, it looks like crap and you all think I'm a bad painter. It's fine. <laughs> okay, let's try this. <sighs> Breathe. This is the stuff that stresses me out the most is these like spontaneous strokes because they're so permanent, but they're also like the most exciting. <laughs> it's weird. It's very weird. Okay, before I do anything though, let's test this out. Okay, so if you guys can see better here, does everybody see that dry brushing? Like that is the type of stroke I'm after. Okay, here we go. And I'm going to err on having not enough paint. I can always add more, but I don't want to have too much. Maybe I'll try the fan brush. It's not really... Well, you know what I could do? Oh, it's like really... Hmm. Oh, that's better. Okay, let's get... So the thing that's really hard about this is getting the amount of... Huh. I feel like it's too even. Let me try the fan brush. Let's just see. So this is the fan brush. It has a funny texture to it. Oh, I like that better. Oh, okay. Let's do the fan brush. <laughs> I think the bristle brushes, it's like it didn't work that well. Okay, this is better. It's sort of like halfway between the Sumi brush and the bristle brush. So this is what it's like. I'm just, I'm not using any water. This is just dry brushing. He's really funny, this guy. You can also see that I'm twisting the fan brush. I'm not just painting like this. Like I'm sort of pushing it and twisting it in a funny way. And again, I'm not going for accuracy here. I'm trying to make something that for me expresses what this orangutan does. Okay, so I guess the key is to have a fan brush. <laughs> Sorry, I know there's a lot of glare, but not a lot I can do about that right now. 
Okay, let's get, I want some fur that looks a little bit, oh, I think I need some water. It's like too dry. You see what happens when I add some water to this. I need a little touch of water. I'm not using very much, but it's just the, the brush is like too, it's too dry. Yeah, like this is a really dramatic stroke over here. Oh, I like this fan brush. It's really cool. Yeah, I need a little bit of water. I think that was a mistake. I think up here it was just too dry. So I'm curious if you've painted fur before, is what I'm doing sort of similar to how you guys paint fur or is it really, really different? I'm just curious. I don't know because sometimes when I do things, I, I just sort of feel like that's the only way. I know that sounds weird, but it's like, that's just my impulse is to paint it like that. So right now what I'm doing is I'm playing with the pressure. Oh, it's too dark. I'm going to dip some water into my rag. I'm going to try to pull some of that out. I feel like that was too much in terms of value. He was really funny. I love this guy. <laughs> oh, so tell me in the chat, are you surprised by the way I'm doing it? Or does this, I, I guess, make sense in terms of how you typically would paint fur. And actually, you know what I just did? I just used my finger. I do that all the time when I'm painting. Like sometimes I'll put down a stroke and it's just like way too dark. And so I'll just, or it's like maybe too harsh. So I'll just sort of move around because I was working on these acrylic paintings and I was like, oh my God, I'm painting with my finger like a lot. So up here, I'm more like dusting the painting. Like I'm not so much putting a lot of pressure. In fact, I'm, I'm putting very little pressure. And then this is sort of fun because I can blend a little bit. Ugh, I lost the roundness of his head. I can bring that back later. For now, it's just about throwing down like a lot of texture. And then you do another pass. Right, even his lips. I mean, it's almost like you're you're scrubbing the painting in a way. Sorry about all the glare. Maybe if I hold it like this, you guys can see it better. Ugh, I lost the breast. Crap. It's annoying. I, I wasn't anticipating using the fan brush so much, but it's actually perfect for this type of fur. Trying to keep it nice and fresh. Let's get in smooth fur towards the bottom. And then I'm gonna really make it dark here. Oh my gosh, this is so fun, you guys. <laughs> I love this, I love this so much. Not my painting. 
but painting. <laughs> I just, I'm enjoying painting is what I'm saying. I'm not saying I love my painting so much because like whatever. I feel like I have to get rid of this. This is way too bright. Let's just get rid of that. So you can see I'm using a blend of really straight opaque strokes. But I'm also doing some that are sort of washy. So does everybody see the shoulder? I'm going to do like a wash over that. Oh, that's too much. Ah, no, 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 no. Okay, that's better. See? That is why your finger can be very handy. I want this fur over here to be more dramatic. Let's just put a little hint of water on top. Yeah, I guess water is sort of the the key here, because if you don't use the water, you're not going to get those strokes. So up here, this is all glazing that I'm doing. I feel like he got too much hair up here, but whatever. Yeah, I'm going to do some quick glazes. You need more water. Come on. Oh, too much crap. Come on, get rid of that. So while there is thick acrylic here, a lot of it is actually washes. Okay, let's do a quick pass across the stomach. And here I'm just going to drip some water on top. Oh, down here, I need something more dramatic. Let's get something really thick. Oh, geez, I totally destroyed this side. Okay, let's just make this up. <laughs> I feel like, let's just make him really fat. Oh, he's so fat, you guys. Oh, my God. He's huge. Look at him. This is so funny. <laughs> you guys, I, like, made him gain, like, 500 pounds. <laughs> See what's happening in the chat. Jewel says, do you ever pre-plan your color sections or do you prefer to figure it out as you go along? definitely as I go along. Well, because I, I can say, well, I know the background's green. I know this is earth tones, but you guys saw how many times I had to troubleshoot the dark value. You just don't know. And, and plus every color you put down here is like a reaction to what's already there. Okay, Roseanne says bright purple, use phthalo blue and crimson. Yeah, I don't have phthalo blue. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, Crispy says when there's no pressure to interact or talk, find it super helpful just to hang out with friends while listening to cartoons and working. It's much more comfortable that way. I mean, that was my favorite thing about art school. I would just be in a room with people working 
they don't have to be your friends. You just go to the studio and be there and it just feels better. And okay, Karasu says Loving Vincent is one of the most beautiful, well-written animated films. I haven't seen that. If it's free, I'll watch it. Karasu says, hoping to see across the Spider-Verse. Oh my God, you guys, Jordan is freaking out. He is <laughs> he's so excited. And by the way, Jordan's doing a live stream at 6 p.m. Yeah, 6 p.m. Pacific. So if you want to see his head explode, <laughs> go to that live stream. <laughs> okay. I think I need to do some work around the eyes. I wish I had a baby fan brush. Oh, wait, I do. <laughs> This is really funny. Cool. Isn't it cool how things just work out? Although, I do need to get... I need to get these um, bags under his eyes. Let's just paint those in. And I'm going to add a little bit of ultramarine blue to that. Just so it's like a slightly different color. I don't want it to be all the same. Okay, let's try this. Because those bags under his eyes, they're, they're pretty pronounced. Like I can't really get away with not doing that. There's one here that's like super pronounced. Ugh, I need to do more washy stuff. So here, I put down the blue, but then I'm also doing some washes on top of that. That's really, really helpful, I find. So here, in between the eyes, I'm doing a wash. Again, using my finger. And I'm just gonna do like a quick glaze because does everybody see the orange? It's too bright. So I'm just gonna fuzz a glaze over that to make it more cohesive. Just work on some of those transitions, make them a little bit softer. A lot of people have been asking me lately about how to get depth in portraits. It's tricky. But what I've been telling people is you have to work on your edges. Like if you have all your edges really, really crisp, that tends to not make such a great feeling of depth. It tends to make everything very flat. So that, that's my tip when it comes to trying to show depth is don't have all crisp lines because that can be a problem. Okay, let's fix these nostrils. I'm just like scrubbing 
some texture here. Oh, and let's make the lip. I'm just going to take a little water. I'm going to activate the marker. That's another thing that's really nice about the marker is that it is water soluble. So you can get in there and do that. Okay, let's do some drawing. I'm just going to clean up some of these sections. Yeah, so I guess you could say right now I'm doing a lot of blending. And let's do a glaze. So he's getting pretty dark, but I can go over it later with some lighter stuff. Okay, let's go back to the fan brush. I'm gonna beef up a couple of these areas. You know, I am gonna do some of the blue. Let's do some blue to get just a, a different color of dark. It's probably too blue, but oh, I just want to try it. And then especially the section underneath the breast has to be very pronounced. little touch of water again to make the strokes more visible because when the strokes are too thick you can't really get that sense of texture i'm gonna give him more hair up here at the top i feel like this came out too far but whatever Like I know a lot of people get very stressed about, oh, but it doesn't look like the photo. It's like, well, hopefully you're not gonna display it right next to the reference photo at your exhibition. It's like, yeah, you don't owe anybody anything as far as the reference photo goes. I do want this to be more dramatic. Let's see if we can get, oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a nice stroke. Okay, I like that. And then up here, I'm going to try to get, he's just going to be like really fuzzy. And you know something, everybody, I'm not looking at the reference photo much. I'm more just reacting to what's already here. Okay, last pass is going to be some highlights to bring back some of those areas. And actually, this, this color is perfect because it has that grayish feel to it. And I think I'm gonna do this with glazes. Let's just see what a glaze of this looks like. So very, very thin. I just wanna see if it's gonna help me up here. Oh, that's really bright. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna have another brush handy. So I can blend a little bit better. So this is to bring back the form. Bring his head back because it disappeared. 
and you can see I'm using the second brush to like scrub. I probably need some white though. You guys want to see a big packet of white? Look at this. <laughs> I got this because the paintings I've been doing lately, they, they need a lot of white. So that's been fun. <laughs> so let's mix. I'll, I'll still use this, but I'm just going to mix a little bit of white into this. So I just have a little bit more of a value range when I want it. All right, let's see if you get his head looking a little better. Again, this is all transparent, what I'm doing right now. Okay, so I put that down and then I scrub it. At least I hope I can scrub it. And so actually now I'm going to take the fan brush and I'm going to paint the light purple on top. So it's almost like reverse fur <laughs> because you're... You're painting the fur texture, but it's in the highlight. Oh, that's super fun. Okay, I like that a lot. I think the key for me is to just really don't be afraid to show your brushwork. Oh, he's really funny. I love this guy. Okay, and then I'm going to quickly take some water with a clean brush to blend that in. And actually, he does need uh, maybe a little white on top just for a little more emphasis like up here. Oh, I needed this, you guys. Thank you for being here with me. Oh, I got to bring that pink back. Okay, hang on a sec. I need this. Oh, too, too. No, 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 no. Too light. Again, just wetting a brush. Who here likes painting with acrylic? I'm curious because I was not friends with acrylic, but now we're like best buds. I'm bringing back a little marker because I want these eyelids to be a little bit more clear. I sort of lost them before. It's surprising. The marker goes on really well over the acrylic. Like you wouldn't think that that was the case, but it, it really does well. 
Yeah, that really helps. I'm going to loosen up, get this to uh, sit a little better. I just want the edges to not be so sharp, so I'm just going to go in with a little water, scrub that into place so it doesn't feel so separate. Okay, I'm going to add a little bit of dark in here. Just going to bring some of that back. Oh, that's super fun, you guys. Love that. Okay, we need more definition up here. So I'm just going to bring some of this down. Ugh. Need water? No! <laughs> need to blend it in. It's too much. Ah, better. Oh, I don't like those marker strokes. They're like... I had to paint over some of them. I feel like they, they got too dramatic. I'll do some washes to let them sink in a little bit better. Or maybe I had to put those patches of orange back. I feel like I lost them in the process. Ugh, I'm losing this eye. Shoot. I'm going to make it really dark and I'm going to paint the orange back over that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so luckily I have some orange already. Ugh, it's very transparent though. I need to add some light to it. I guess it's more like a peachy color. Let's see if that works. Oh, better. Good. I like that. More at the bottom. So tell me in the chat, what are your current projects? What are people working on? It's always really fun to hear that. Are you trying to learn a skill? Are you working on a big, long project? Are you in a place where you just don't have time for anything? <laughs> I know the feeling. But I tell people, listen, you don't have to paint in order to be learning. I told people in the Discord, I say, listen, maybe you're not painting, but you're here with us in the Discord and you're talking about things. And that is very important, I think. Oh, shoot. Oh, that into the marker. Oh, I feel better about that. Okay, that looks a lot better. So now the paint I'm using is pretty thick. Give him his eyelid back. Oh, I lost a little bit more opaque down here. 
Oh, it's so fun. I love having fun with the painting. And then everybody's favorite part, at least it's mine, is to paint that little white <laughs> dot. Ugh, I need like a really tiny brush for that. Come on, where's my tiny brush? Okay, let's see. Ugh, like really thick paint, make sure I can control that. Oh, too big, too big. <laughs> Let's get rid of that. It's too much. Oh, it's still too big. That's better. Okay, good. Time for the fan brush again. Let's get the baby fan brush. I can find it. Come on, what is it? Oh, ugh. come on. Okay, so we got some pink in here for the lips. All right, this is pretty easy. I'm just gonna mix some of this white. I don't need a lot. It's like bubblegum pink. And for this, I am gonna use, oh, it needs to be way brighter. It's too, really want these lips to stick out. Oh, that's really funny. So up here, I'm just adding some dark. Ah, shoot. It's not blending in very well. No, 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 no. I don't like that. Ugh. All right, I need to go back in with some value. Let's get that really solid. I mean, the good thing about acrylic is it's pretty easy to get yourself out of a jam. Okay, we're going to put on thick, thick paint. But actually, <laughs> before we do that, I think I need to do fan brush with the orange. So let's just try this. Bring this back. Oh, 
So this will give him a little more form because the whole thing about painting is there's a real back and forth to things. Add it, take it away. This will give him more form. Oh, you know something? He really needs some of this. And this, this. This edge of his head got kind of lost. Let's bring that back. Ah, better. This is still not bright enough. Let's get some white. I love how I'm like, I'm going to work on this thing and then I don't do it. I get distracted by something else. I need a pretty strong highlight here for his lip. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. No. Get rid of that. All right, let's see what people are saying in the chat. KP restarted painting after a decade in a desperate attempt to get through postpartum depression. It's helping immensely. I'm relearning everything. Oh, postpartum depression is so difficult. I have friends that went through that. And wow, I'm so happy for you that you're able to pick up the painting again. W315, moving into a new house. My art supplies aren't here yet. Yep, life gets in the way. Oh, Tracy says, bought my first watercolor set. Excited to try. And Jules is working on a watercolor project or drawing. I usually have many projects going on at the same time. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm like, I have to finish this. And then like I start something else because I'm like excited about it. It's super stupid. Crispy says I'm being way too ambitious trying to block out an animated short with one of my characters. Right now I'm working on character turnarounds and references. Fun. Maria's doing a series of lily pads, also playing around with my drawing tablet. Fun. I love hearing about everybody's projects. Karasu's asking, how can I apply this technique to drawing rather than painting? Well, it, a lot of it's about the media. So probably something like soft pastel would work well. You can also do oil pastel. So probably one of those two media would be really good. All right, let's finish this up. I mean, I don't think it's really going to be finished. But let's let's get there. Let's get at least a little bit close. I mean, every single painting I do on a live stream, I'm like, I'll finish it later. And I just like, don't. Sorry, I know the colors are really wonky here because of the live stream. But I'll post it later in the Discord so you can all see what the real colors look like. Oh, I'm getting a little picky about this part. No, that's that good. No, actually, I need some purple there. I need purple at the bottom. 
Oh, I lost the ear. I totally lost the ear. Okay, let's bring it back up here. Ooh, too bright. It's just a little touch. But then I'm going to just paint the brown over it because you don't really see it that much. A lot of this is like a sandwich effect. So it's like you put down the brown and then you put the orange on top and then you put more brown. You're not going to get it in one fly. Okay, so there's that. I do want the head to be a little bit more visible. So I'm going to go in and make a harsher stroke up here. Just a little bit brighter, I think will be good. Because I think the value is a little bit. Okay, but then I'm going to put like a really sharp graphic stroke up there so we can see the head a little bit more clearly. Because yeah, the value range got a little bit too dark. Okay, let's go back to the fan brush. Who here has used a fan brush? I'm just curious. Because you know something? I really never use them. I think it wasn't until I saw Kathy Spronza use it. And I was like, oh, whoa, this is, this is really cool. I like this. Okay. Just want to give him a little more structure here. So like up here, this is sort of a big mess. So that lets me get a little crazier and then let's bring back some of the breasts that sort of disappeared. And we're going to go back in with some thick purple acrylic. I'm just going to take the fan brush and we're going to articulate the bottom of that breast. I need some water. Yeah, we need like a really harsh outline there. And then I'm going to put the fur over that. So it's just like a, it's a series of layers is what you're trying to do. Oh, I lost the nipple. I put the nipple back. Like this little slab of skin. Bottom. Okay, here's a nipple. more value. So it's in there. It's not that dramatic, but it's there. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> All right. Last pass with the fan brush. 
got these just like really nice bright orange stroke in the middle. So a lot of this is layering. I'm doing strokes over and over each other. I do need a little more white. I feel like the shoulder sort of lost the value up there. I mean, to me, painting is all about putting it down, taking it away, and putting it back. That is so much what this process is. So I am doing some blending, but I'm trying to not overdo it. And I do want a little more value, a little more highlight up here. Getting a little crazy. Sometimes it's fun just to sit here and make these strokes. I really need to get that direction better. This is when you get to the point of like, ah, whatever. Just throw those strokes down. And some final, just like really thick strokes down here at the bottom. Made him so plump, you guys. Okay, that was really fun, you guys. <laughs> I had a really good time. <laughs> oh, you know something? His mouth. That got a little bit too thin. Let's put it back. And maybe just a little more value up here. A lot of dry brushing. Oh, I got to bring the nostrils so we've died too. I really lost this highlight here. Like the lip is not good anymore. I think I just need more value. I gotta bring that out. I think it's a value thing. Let's bring back that sand brush. I can find it. Is my fan brush. What? Come on, where is it? Oh, here it is. Is that it? Okay, yeah, we need more up here. Nah, no, 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 no. No, I want value on here.
and let's articulate. I mean, I'm at the point where I could just keep going forever. Just want this to pop a little more. It's pretty funny. Little wrinkle right here, tiny wrinkle. Show that off a little more. All right, hopefully you guys can kind of see that. I know there's so much glare. Remember, everybody, we are doing registration for our Drawing Gestural Portraits and Primates workshop. That is on Saturday, June 17th. And we are not doing a Discord chat today, everybody, because I am having my birthday brunch at the Bread Fairies place. Join our Patreon group. We have so much fun in there. You get to share your art in weekly voice sessions with staff. You get support in a small group of artists, and I also provide a lot of support and critiques in there. Artprof has services, artist calls, portfolio critiques, statement editing, and personal art curriculums. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next time. Bye.